How much weight did Andy lose when he quit drinking beer? Answer at the end of the episode. The citizens of Pawnee. I'm heard happily, and I just realized I'm not holding my microphone. And I will call my new Italian fast casual eatery the Locale Calzone Zone. And you can trust me because I don't care enough about you to lie. Everything I do is the attitude of an award winner because I've won an award. I made my money the old-fashioned way. I got run over by Alexis. Hello, welcome to Citizen Pawnee, a Parks and Recreation podcast where I discuss anything and everything from character breakdowns to episode rewatches, as well as some other trivia and tidbits about the show. My name is Brian and I'll be your host. This is episode number 93 being recorded Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. And today I'm going to be talking about season three, episode eight, camping. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email citizensapawnee at gmail.com. You can also follow and message the show on Instagram at citizensapawnee Ugh, podcast as well as my other page at Parks Rec Memes. And just a reminder that this podcast will have full spoilers for the entire series. It's bad like when you have your script written out and you still fuck up, but I don't know, I guess it's not the end of the world. Um, man, do I uh, do I have some stupid things to talk about? So I've, uh, you guys know I, I resell on eBay. So I've been trying to kind of expand a little bit so I started <clears throat> posting things on OfferUp as well. So OfferUp is just, uh, it's its essentially just like eBay, but it's its more geared towards like meeting in person to just pay cash. But they do have, or, or I, I don't know, maybe their main thing is shipping, but like eBay is like they also, you can also do local pickups, but I, I, I don't, you don't have as much luck. Cause I mean, like the things I've listed, like I've already sold a few things on OfferUp like within a few days just from doing personal pickups or, or uh, you know, personal meetups uh, and just getting paid cash, which is awesome or Zelle or whatever. But uh, <laughs> it was funny the other day I was I was actually going out to, you know, I, I was selling a, a Nintendo DS, the little it's like not Game Boy, like the the newer Game Boy, I guess. But these things, they don't make them anymore. So they're, they actually have some value. So if you have a Nintendo DS, hold on to it or don't sell it cheap if you have a garage sale. But anyway, or just send it to me. I'll take it. So. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I was going to meet this person uh, and it was like, of course, and that's why winter sucks. It was like 530 p.m. It's like pitch black over here. But anyway, so I uh, with with offer up, it's it's better tip for anyone. If you think about doing this, uh, don't tell people to meet at your house. Uh, I mean, nine out of ten times you're fine, but you might have that one weirdo that i don't know maybe it's like oh maybe he's got more cool stuff in that house who knows but anyway so i told the person hey meet me at the school down the street so Joni, of course she's like wait she's like are you are you gonna be okay it's like it's kind of dark and i'm like well yeah i'll you know i've i've done this before like i'll you know like not trying to sound like a like a tough ass or anything but like i understand her concerns you know like going at night but I've done this at this school before. So it's like there's a big bright spotlight right in the middle of the parking lot. And there's like a lot of houses around there. So and again, it was like 530 p.m., not like, you know, 3 a.m. But either way, uh, so I went over and like when I get there, the the kid, I call him a kid because he, he was like, I don't know, probably 20. And I'm twice that age. So I can call anyone a kid who's younger than me. But anyway, uh, so he he messes me on the way and he's just like, oh, sorry, I got lost. Da, 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 da. So then it's like 
we were supposed to be at five o'clock. It's like five oh five. And Joni texts me with the she always texts me the emoji with the eyeballs, like just like the ones looking to the side whenever she's like, where are you or what are you doing? You know, and it's uh, so I see that and I'm just like, oh, God. So I kind of roll my eyes and I write her back and I just write back. It's all good. And then she writes back. Is he making you say that? <laughs> and then she goes, blink twice if this is you. <laughs> and it's like, it was just, it was so funny. Obviously she was joking, but I mean, I love that. You know, like, imagine, I don't know if there's, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I hate to like say it, but like anything that's happened with like uh, meetups over garage or uh, like sales like this that have turned into like, you know, like case file or like true crime stories. Anyway, what a weird thing to talk about. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was kind of funny, I guess. Um, what else? Oh, I've uh, become obsessed with uh, the app. Whatnot. Uh, not WhatsApp. I don't know what that is. Uh, I, I really don't. I just know the name. Uh, whatnot. I didn't know what it was until uh, my buddy Sasha over at uh, flips and bumps podcast uh, told me about this. So it's essentially like an online, um, like live auction, which eBay is too, because I mean, it's, it's technically it's a live auction, even if you have it going for like a week, I mean, it's still going, so it's live, but this one, you actually, you can go into different rooms and it's like, people are having, uh, like auctions, their own shows where like you can click on, for instance, like I've been looking at like toys, you know, just like a, like getting some information for like my, you know, like reselling and whatnot, but also just like stuff that it's like, man, that'd be cool to have, or I, I want that. But the people selling it, they just set their camera up and they have, you know, like through the whatnot app, everything like there's like auction stuff going on the screen as you're showing the item. So you're just like, and, and it's cool because like you can show the item and like spin it around and show the people. It's like, okay, well, it's got like a crack here and da 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 and whatnot. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so I've, um, it's become my new thing to literally like when I'm on the couch, like watching football or just watching anything, like my phone's just on and I'm in like a whatnot app or like a, a, a an auction room, whatever. And it's really, it's like really personal because you can go in some where there's like, yeah, hundreds of people and whatnot, but you can go in some where there's only like five or six people. So like when you enter the room, you usually get a shout out, excuse me, by the person who's running the auction. They'll just be like, yo, what up? Da, da, da. You know, and it's just like, oh, like you're immediately just kind of caught off guard. Like, oh, yeah. but um, yeah, you should check that out. It's a, it was a, or it is, I guess it's a fun app. Um, I got... I was pretty happy, actually, kind of like a dad goal achieved. Now, this is going to sound weird because this is like stupid, but most of the stuff I talk about is. But anyway, my daughter, Sadie, my older daughter, she she had a friend over the other day. So I got home from work and I went down. I said hello to them and they had Alexa going. You know, Alexa is the the Amazon just little. Well, Alexa is the system, I guess, but it's like we have one of the players. So like the little ball, you just plug in and you can, hey, Alexa, play this or that. I don't know. And so I'm down there talking to them and I'm walking away. And then Sadie tells her friend, oh, here, I'm going to I'm going to put on this song by this band Tonight Alive. And I stopped. And Tonight Alive is an Australian like pop punk band. They have a female singer. She has, she's got a great voice. They kind of remind me of Paramore. I like Tonight Alive a lot more than Paramore. I, um, 
you know, but anyway, if, if you're familiar with Paramore, it's like, that's what Tonight Alive kind of sounds like. But anyway, so like, I'm a big fan of punk rock and one of my, like, I've been trying my whole life, <laughs> my, not my whole life, their whole lives, I guess, Sadie and Natalie's not trying, but like having my music on a lot, even some of like the heavy stuff, you know, like I don't play like crazy, like profane things, but I kind of want them to like know my music too, just like so they can know, like, I don't know. I mean, it's also maybe selfish reasons, not as much as they're older. I don't really play my music as much, but like when they were kids, I would have it on all the time. I have an awesome video of Sadie rocking out to strung out. Um, <laughs> it was fucking awesome. But anyway, uh, what am I talking about here? Oh yeah. Dad goals. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Like it came full circle almost like first it was, uh, Joni, when she took Sadie and her friend to the mall, uh, like a month or two ago, and they went to Hot Topic, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, my wife and I, like, we were, we're both, you know, like punk fans and like, we were into like corn and Limp Bizkit and all that shit. So, you know, of course, like we like, like not dressing the part, but I mean, like, you know, so yeah, we used to hang out at Hot Topic fucking who didn't, it was like the coolest shop at the mall. But anyway, um, yeah, so that that was like a full circle moment. But then, yeah, her actually kind of like the fact that she knew this band because like in the cars, you know, we have the display screen so she can actually just see who's playing. So which is cool because, I mean, um, it's awesome that she surprises me with stuff like this. But yeah, I don't know. I thought it was uh, it was pretty badass and um, yeah, it was kind of exciting. So um, then the last thing I just wanted to talk about real quick Um I'm trying to think like how to say this, but so I, I'm, I'm asking you, the listeners, to do me a favor. And it's actually, it's more so those of you who listen to this show, like maybe consistently and like you've never reached out before or like commented on Instagram or sent me a message. Can you do that? I mean, like, I, I'm not trying to sound like a smart, it's like, can you do that? Like, no, I would honestly just love to hear from you. Like, again, I mean, like I, I have, you know, those of you that I talk to on Instagram and, uh, you know, my friends and family in real life or just, you know, messages, whatever you're thank all of you again every day, you know, for listening. But those of you that I've never heard from before, it would just be cool to kind of like, I don't know. I'm just curious who's listening. Uh, I know there's not a lot of you, but, you know, I mean, come on, stroke my ego a little bit. All right. Uh I don't have any filler for you. Just been, been watching um, like winning time, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm on season two, almost done. Maybe I'll talk about it next week. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, but you know what? Maybe uh, if you're one of those people who's going to write in, you pr no one will, I'm guessing. So how about anyone write me in, write me in, write in to me. I need, um, I need a new show to watch. I, you know, I finished Superstore. I talked about that last week and I just don't know what the hell to start. I was thinking, um, I don't want to do community again because it's been like too recent, but I've ripped through these shows. So maybe I'll do Arrested Development. You know, what? I think I'm going to do Arrested Development because, um, yeah, I was talking to Sasha yesterday, my buddy, and uh, we were talking about season five, which I actually never finished. So um, maybe I will just start from the beginning. If you've never watched Arrested Development, it's one of the funniest fucking shows ever. Uh, one of the funniest things on media ever like brilliant writing uh so anyway i said no filler so i'm gonna stop season three episode eight camping directed by rob schrab written by aisha muharar uh she writes a lot of the episodes 
she also appears in the episode, the Pawnee Eagleton tip off classic, <laughs> uh, which is in season six. And uh, I don't know who it is. Like even on IMDb, there's no picture of her. I looked her up on, uh, you know, I just Googled her. So I was able to find a picture, but I didn't watch the episode just to find that. So it was just like, okay, but she plays the character Kerp Solset. I, it's one of those awesome parks and rec names. Kerp, K-E-R-P, Sulse, S-U-L-S-S-E. All right, cold open. We begin with a press conference at City Hall being run by city manager Paul Iresco. He's praising Leslie and the Parks Department, saying that the Harvest Festival was a major success. Over 80,000 people attended, which far surpassed the estimated 50,000 people. Paul says, I can't wait to see what you have planned next. But then he kind of starts to keel over a little bit, grabbing at his chest. And he's, you know, everyone's still kind of clapping for Leslie, but he's just like, come on up, Leslie. And you don't really think anything of it. And then when she's getting close, he starts to fall forward and he uses Leslie's chest to hold himself up, literally just grabbing her boob. And then also one hand on her boob, one hand on his chest as he just kind of drops out of frame. Um, so yeah, it's like, I wrote, you know, like you just start hearing people like, oh my God, call 911, it's going a little chaotic and whatnot. And uh, Leslie just kind of tells us in a talking head, like you can see the chaos going out in the background. She's like, that's the second weirdest way a man has grabbed my breast. <laughs> ah. All right, so uh, we're in the parks uh, office. Leslie tells the crew about the camping retreat that they're all going on. She says that this trip will be exactly what they all need to come up with the next big idea. She even starts showing them her new project ideas binders. We find out that Paul Iaresco had a heart attack, which required, damn, an octuple bypass. And like the Leslie just says it so like, yeah, it was an octuple bypass. And no one comments on that. I mean, it's like eight, eight. Ah. Um, okay, so we get a great sight gag as Leslie shows up, or she shows us the Pawnee Sun, and on the front cover is, uh, well, the picture, like, it's a picture of what we just saw. It's him keeled over with his hand on her boob, and we get some awesome uh, wordplay here. Nope, grope is last hope. <sighs> these guys, these writers, I mean, it's, uh, come on, Ice Town, Cost Ice Cloud, it's Town Crown, so good. Uh, just then... Chris Traeger, remember he wasn't in last episode, he comes jogging in and he's got good news. Paul is going to be recuperating for a while. So the mayor asked me to step in as city manager. And I, of course, accepted immediately because Pawnee is literally the greatest town in the country. Of course, I am going to miss Indianapolis, which is the most wonderful city in America. So what I love about that is, I mean, clearly there's nothing obvious about it, but I mean, he just literally said Pawnee is the greatest town in the country, but Indianapolis is the most wonderful city in America. So I love that he said that he said the exact same thing, but just with like different words for both of those towns. Anyway, uh, he tells Leslie that he can't wait to hear the new big idea. So you already heard that from Paul. And now Chris is the new city manager. So she has already heard in one day from two city managers tell her, can't wait to hear your new big idea. So, of course, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, she's got tons of pressure on her. All right. So we head over to the shoeshine stand. We see Andy talking to Kyle. We haven't seen Kyle in a few episodes, but this is a great scene. I mean, it's so terrible. And it's, it's another, 
of course, just piling it on Kyle, who is even like lower in the totem pole than Jerry. But like Andy is laughing his ass off. I mean, he's just having like a great time uh, at something that Kyle just said. Just then April comes walking up and he's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Listen to this. Tell her what you told me. And uh, the reason that Andy is laughing so hard is because Kyle's identity was stolen and all of his accounts were frozen, except like Andy stops. You um. It's so weird when Kyle and Andy are together because the actor who plays Kyle, his name is Andy Forrest. So it's like Andy and Andy. So a lot of times I confuse myself. Uh, But uh, yeah, Kyle, he tells April about, uh, you know, his identity being stolen and Andy's laughing. And then he's like, tell tell her the rest. Tell her the rest. He's like, and my accounts were frozen. And then he starts laughing harder. But like, good Lord. Well, like what a terrible identity to steal Kyle's. Um, so anyway, like April just kind of like, it, it's so shitty what she does. She's just like, bye Kyle, you know, and like in the middle, she doesn't that, like, that's how he leaves. She just says, bye Kyle. Like, and that's his cue to go. And she just kind of gives him a look like, eh, sorry, man, your life sucks. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Uh, she tells Andy that she's pissed off about that, that she has to go on this camping trip, but he tells her that he'll meet her there and he will prove to her that camping is awesome. Uh, We then see Anne, who still has the red streak in her hair from last week's episode. I love the attention to detail here. Like, I just, like, if you didn't watch uh, last week's episode, which is the Harvest Festival, uh, the part where she talked to Donna about how she was, like, kind of spiraling out of control after Chris. She's like, I did this to my hair, and there's just, like, a red streak in there. So I like that, you know, since this is the next episode, just the continuity that it's still there. So it's kind of cool. However, that does work out too, because she will run into Chris later and she like tells him, she's like, oh, basically like, oh, I didn't do this because of you, but yeah, makes it really awkward, like always. Okay, uh, where are we at? Yeah, so she's got the red streak in her hair. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> she sees Chris. Things are definitely awkward. Um, more for her though, because like he actually like wants to be friends. And you can kind of see like, well, it seems like the, the the main reason they broke up was because he was moving to Indiana. Okay. But the way he talks to her is very misleading. Like, but it's also just because he is such, like she says in the episode, like he's so nice that you can't tell, but like even us as the viewer are watching in here, he's like, but I'm back now. The way he says that makes it like, Oh, so like, does that mean you want to like pick back up where we're so it's something happens later on that will, you know, that will kind of like, yeah, prove like what I'm talking about for Anne at least. All right. Uh, okay. So now we're, uh, we're in Leslie's office where her and Anne uh, talk about Chris. We see Anne had, uh, sorry, Anne hands uh, Leslie a binder that says idea binder number 40. And you can like actually see around the room, like 39. I mean, they, they don't show you like you don't see all of them number, but I mean, like there's clumps of binders all around her room. So we have no reason not to believe that that this actually is idea binder number 40. So Anne starts asking Leslie what Chris meant by wanting to catch up to which Leslie warns her to keep her distance. Like, and she actually tells her this, you know, she's just like, dude, like, he broke up with you and you didn't even know it because he was so nice. So just, she's basically just telling her like, be careful and like, just kind of like maybe steer clear for now. Uh, so Leslie then invites Anne to go camping with the group, uh, just kind of like to keep her mind off of everything. And she's like, yeah, sure. Why not? It'll be fun. Next, we arrive at the Wamapok County Forest, which is in Pawnee. It says it right on there uh, where Leslie hands everyone their retreat schedules. 
Ron is excited to get to work, but that's obviously just so he can like get done faster and go fishing. Uh, he says that fishing relaxes him. It's like yoga, except he gets to kill something. Great line. Over to Ben, who is less than enthused to be here. In fact, he didn't even bring a tent or pillow. He literally, he just brings a sleeping bag. It's so, like, just typical Ben. He's just like, uh, I guess I choose this spot and just, like, throws it down. Um, he's just like, yeah, so I just, I'll, I'll just sleep on the floor. Because, like, Jerry's, like, giving him shit, too. He's like, you didn't bring a tent? You know, and Ben's like, no, Jerry, uh, you know, I'm not going to spend $100 on a tent for one night. And it's just funny that, like, Ron corrects it. Uh, ben, when he says he's going to sleep on the floor and he's like, it's called the ground when you're outside. Ben's just like, whatever. Like you can tell he's just already irritated. I just love that he's feeling more comfortable with the group now. Like after, cause you remember uh, two episodes ago uh, for the uh, Tom's thing at the snake hole. I was like, Ben didn't really want to go. You know, he's just like, yeah, you know, like I'm, these people aren't really my friends, but I love now that it's just like his tone and everything. It makes it seem more like they're, they're friends instead of like colleagues. Cause I think it'd, it'd be a little more professional, but just the fact that he's like, whatever, like Tehran, especially. So Tom, however, loves camping because of two words, sky mall. So uh, Tom's tent is actually like a small bedroom, like it's, you know, it's like a 10 by 10 tent, but 10 by 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, rent a tent, tent member. That's a company that will come into the show later, by the way, rent a tent, tent. So, but he has a 10 by 10 sized tent and it's got a TV, a DVD player, an Xbox, uh, like an actual, <laughs> well, actually, it's not really a bed. It's like a little dog bed. Uh, but Tom's like, yeah, it fits me perfectly though. Uh, and then also the return of someone we haven't seen in a while. DJ Roomba, if you'll recall, DJ Roomba is uh, basically it's just Tom's uh, iPod dock with the iPod in it uh, on top of a Roomba vacuum cleaner that just, you know, goes around and it cleans and it plays music. So um, <laughs> and uh, he's also even got a frozen yogurt uh, machine in the tent, which is badass. So uh, in another part of the forest, we see Andy. See how that's confusing, how I just confused myself there. Remember I said Kyle, the actor's name is Andy Forrest. So I'm like, in another part of the forest, we see Andy. <laughs> Weird. Uh, for April and him, though, uh, he has set up the ultimate love tent complete with starlight strings, champagne, rose petals. And <laughs> it's it's awesome, too, because like, yeah, he did a great job, actually. He did he set up this very nice, this, this tent. And in rose petal petals, he wrote out the word, or the, uh, April, the word. He wrote out April's name, and it's just hilarious. He's just like, as you can see, they smell terrific. <laughs> you get it? As they can see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back to the parks crew. They're finally having their brainstorming session about the next big idea. They go around the circle, and here's what they come up with. So Ron says that they should return all the money from the Harvest Festival back to the taxpayers, which equals about 83 cents per household before postage i have no idea how that works but i guess maybe it because it, it seems like every how i don't know it seems like the, it brought in a ton of money of eighty thousand people there and Pawnee's not that big of a town so it seems like it'd be more than that but either way it's just hilarious it's like before postage it's like yeah give everyone back like the 30 cents or whatever uh tom's idea the Pawnee Amphitheater, baby. Uh, the estimated cost, you know, no big deal, about 200 to 300 million. Uh, there's also a great, well, because Tom starts off and he's like, he's like, what do these rappers, or he's like, what do these people have in common? Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Drake. And then Jerry's just like, oh, I know that one. They are all rapists. 
So good. Uh, but no, the rappers, Jerry gets pissed off. And he's like, none of them have ever p- performed in Pawnee because we don't have an amphitheater or whatever. And it's so funny, though, it cuts over and it shows Leslie and she's shaking her head like in agreement. Like, yeah, that's true. They've never performed in Pawnee. Because knowing Law, Lawsley, uh, knowing Leslie, she would be like, yeah, I don't know. That's an achievable goal. And she could probably make it happen, to be honest. So uh, what else? Uh, Donna, <laughs> luxury dog park. Leslie's like, uh, can you elaborate on that? She's like, poodles only, no pooping. So that's Donna's awesome idea. And then um, April gets a call from Andy wondering where she is. So she just gets up from the group and walks away. And she's actually wondering the same thing because you remember he was supposed to meet them there, which I don't understand like why Andy actually couldn't just come as well. Because like Anne came, maybe it's because they, they all drove in the van and maybe there wasn't room, but even with the whole park screw, it seems like they wouldn't have all fit in a minivan, which is what they took. So either way, like it's kind of weird that Andy didn't like or like follow them or something. But he just said, I'll meet you there. So maybe he just I don't know. He couldn't go with them. So either way, uh, it turns out, though, that Andy has completely botched this and he went to the wrong location, which is actually another uh, funny sight gag. It just shows uh, him holding up the uh the map and he's like april is here and then he's like and i'm down here and he actually comes probably like two feet away from the map to just point like how far actually he is so it is i mean but it's like the map is just the four so like but he's probably like a mile away maybe two miles but he's got to make that trek so again he walked there which i I mean because he doesn't have a car so um Uh, But Ben's idea, actually, like a a typical Ben idea, he's just like, well, we should reinvest the money from the Harvest Festival and build a nice little nest egg for Pawnee. I don't know why, for some reason, I'm changing my voice only for Ben. But maybe it's just because he's kind of like condescend or he's like, I don't know. He's like the negative Nancy in this one. So I'm just kind of doing that for us. But uh, yeah, so he, which, you know, like it's a great idea for like, you know, just setting money aside in case Pawnee ever needs it. Uh, Tom hates the idea, of course. And then he actually becomes like a total prick. Yeah, big shocker. He's just like, like, I understand the question and it makes sense. But he just turns to Ben. And he's like, why are you still here? He's like, the the, the Harvest Festival is over, you know? And he's just like, it, it was just like a really shitty thing to say. Like, I could, I he's right. I mean, because they don't, at this point, you something will happen next episode where it's just like, okay, we get clarity on like what Ben's future is. Because right now it's like, the Harvest Fest is over. That's what him and Chris stayed on to help out with. But it's like, all right. I mean, it's only like a couple days later. So he hasn't been reassigned yet. So, uh, but yeah, it was just like a really shitty thing for Tom. And, and Tom liked to call it out in front of everyone too. Just like, why are you even here? Um, uh, but Leslie, of course, though, she defends him. And she's just like, well, he knows like what Chris likes. So she's like kind of saying that Ben's here because he'll be a good basically like he can tell us whether or not Chris will like the ideas we come up with. So I don't know. Uh, When April is asked about her idea, she basically just says, I don't have one. And Leslie's like, well, what the hell? You know, like she's kind of pissed off. And April says, well, you know, like we're going to use your idea anyway, talking to Leslie and, you know, like everyone just kind of nods in agreement. And it's just like, yeah. So, I mean, um, so like at this point though, Leslie's just pissed off and she just lays into everyone. She's like, you're letting Pawnee down, you know, like kind of just giving them the uh, everything. Um, she gives them, or she says that she's going to give them an hour to come up with any last minute ideas. But then in private, after she walks away with um, Anne, 
Uh, we find out that Leslie actually has no ideas. She is actually just too afraid to tell anyone, which no one was expecting that, actually. Uh, but actually, um, this is actually just like a quick clip uh, that I'm actually playing for my dear friend Elf from Melmac. I'm so desperate, I even brought in my dream journal, hoping it would inspire me. I married Elf, and we're pretty happy. Sounds nice. It was. Love you, buddy. So, of course, though, like always, Anne encourages Leslie knowing that she'll figure something out. So then we just get like a quick cut to Andy still trying to make it to April. He's like kind of like <laughs> he's like clumsily walking through. He's still he's doing like an awesome job, though, like trying to still make this special for her. So it's just it's a, it's an awesome gesture. Of course, like when he gets to her later, she's like a brat about it. Like, what took you so long? But anyway, uh, we'll get to that. So uh, then we get a great scene with Ron and Jerry fishing. Uh, where Jerry tells Ron that his 16-year-old daughter wants to go on birth control. Uh, we also find out that Jerry lost his virginity to Gail at the age of 24 years. Uh, Ron doesn't care, though, about any of this, though, and he just wants in peace. He just wants peace and quiet. So he's just like, I understand, like, he wants to, like, do this, you know, this. He wanted to go fishing. That was the main thing, and Jerry's, like, kind of, like, talking his ear off right now about all this dumb shit. However, I kind of call bullshit on this because I know that no one likes Jerry. It's been established. Like, but like Ron, it's not that he doesn't like Jerry, but he doesn't, you know, he knows Jerry's incompetent, but he doesn't like, he doesn't really pick on him like the rest of them. Like he will, like the one where he's just like, they're, they're busy as hell. And he's like, you know what, Jerry, you can go home. At least he still wasn't mean to him. But anyway, back in season two in the hunting uh, trip episode, Ron, Mark, and Jerry used to go on this thing every year, this like little nature retreat thing, remember? And then like Leslie and that she's like, oh, you, you got to include all of us. So like Ron used to go hunting with Jerry and you like, like even in that episode, they're just like, yeah, like slapping each other five and stuff. And they're super excited about going. But now all of a sudden Ron just like hates being with Jerry. So I assume Mark, Ron, and Jerry at that time, like they probably did fishing and stuff like this. So it's just, yeah, it's funny for the episode. And of course the stuff that Jerry's talking about, but I don't think that Ron would be this shitty to, to Jerry, especially if it was just the two of them, because like I said, they've gotten along before, like in this kind of setting. So uh, we're with Ben now who just can't seem to get comfortable on his sleeping bag on the ground. <laughs> He's like trying to like stuff weaves together to like make some kind of a pillow, you know, and just like, Ugh. sorry if you can hear the barking in the background, like every neighbor now has a dog and I see the people behind us just got a puppy, which we just hear like the yelping, but we haven't seen the dog yet right now. It's Hamilton next door. who's just kind of, He's borking his ass off. So uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, Ben, uh, he can't get comfortable. So he gets up and he just asks Tom if he wants to bounce some ideas, you know, if they just want to bounce ideas off of each other. Tom tells Ben, though, to not even worry about it. And uh, it's because of like what April said. He's just like, uh, there's really no, no point in doing this. Leslie's plan is the one that we're going to be, use, be using. Uh, so then he offers Ben some fondue. And it's just like really funny, actually, right after he's like, Ben, come on. I mean, like, it doesn't matter. You know, we're going to use Leslie's idea. You want some fondue? And he's like, yeah. Just the way that Ben says, yeah. Like, go back and watch it. It's hilarious. He's like so excited. Like, yeah. Um, so then, uh, oh, yeah, Ben asks Tom. And actually, we find out how Tom affords all these extravagant things. So this is actually something that's been kind of yeah, we've wondered about this. It's like, all right, Tom's just like a regular government employee. Like he's not like anything big. How does he have such nice things? We knew he was married to Wendy, 
But like you'll see moving forward, actually, some of the things that he comes up with and whatnot. He basically just whines and cries and returns things. He uses them and then just returns them saying they're defective or that he burned himself. And he's like, actually tells Ben, he's like, uh, uh, he's like the panini press burnt my hand. Uh, and then he actually says, he's like, um, yeah, no one likes seeing a grown man cry, which I, I, you know, like if you're crying for like the right reasons, fine. But yeah, like that, like Tom, ugh, no. Yeah. So uh, uh, then Leslie comes over and asks Ben if he wants to go on a walk. So we get here one of my favorite shots in the entire series, I guess. Uh, and it's like a, this wide shot of Leslie and Ben looking over a horizon with a beautiful sunset. It's just like, you know, like beautiful, like pink and orange and yellow and everything. And it just shows them like they're very little, like in the foreground. And, you know, Ben comments on how like beautiful it is. But then Leslie's just like, ah, yeah, it's pollution from the Sweetums factory. And yes, it's beautiful. <laughs> so She's like, is it worth the asthma though? You know, and Ben's like, no. <laughs> so I, which is funny. I, I assume she's talking about like people in Pawnee. Cause like, I know Leslie doesn't have asthma or at least we never, which that makes me think of the, oh my God. Oh, yeah, in the episode, Ron and Tammy, when she would, the, the first one, when Leslie was talking to her about the, the amazing park she wanted to make. And she's like, and then there'll be a nice section off to the side uh, with benches for the kids with asthma to watch the other kids run around and play. Uh, I have asthma. I can joke about it. All right. Um, where are we at? Okay, so, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, Ben reiterates to Leslie how important this next big idea is. So now it's like, shit, it's like Chris, Paul Iaresco, and Ben keep talking about this next big idea. Later on, the group sits around a campfire, and they hear some rustling in the woods. Tom immediately tells whoever's listening, if that's a coyote, someone needs to pick me up off the ground now. Very funny line, actually. So there's like a great visual gag here because we just see like growing red lights like emerging from the bushes and it starts getting bigger. And it's just Chris with reflectors on doing his nightly jog. <laughs> so he's just got like essentially rope lights on, you know, for, yeah, but it's, it's really creepy looking, but it looks awesome because it is pitch black. And then you just see it coming forward and then Chris is there and you're like, oh my God. Uh, so he just says that he wanted to visit everyone and he was going on his like jog anyway. So he pulls Anne aside um, and he's just like, hey, do you want to like maybe go talk, you know, catch up? Because I guess he's been gone for a little bit of time, though. Yeah, she's told to, nah, I don't know. But anyway, um, and he's like, yeah, so the others can brainstorm. He kind of knows that she's not really a part of this. So he's like, yeah, come on. So uh, we get more of Andy trekking through the forest, getting caught on everything, still trying to salvage balloons, even though like they've all popped. <laughs> They're just like dragging behind him, but he's still trying to keep them. Uh, back to the parks crew. The group sits around eagerly as Leslie announces her big idea. She doesn't have one, but she's still pushing to get an idea from everyone. And they finally just kind of say, screw it. Like they start packing up against Leslie's wishes. They're just like, this is stupid. Like, we don't want to be here anymore. We don't have an idea. Sorry, we couldn't come up with anything. And they're basically like, we're going home. So we go over to Chris and Anne. She tells them how much the breakup affected her and she never got closure. So they decide that they're going to go like get something to eat and talk more about all this. So we'll get to that. Uh, back to camping. Ron goes to start up the van. And of course, it won't start. He notices a cord, though, coming from under the hood that goes straight to Tom's tent. This is how he has had power in his tent for the last 10 hours, <laughs> which is great because Ron's just like, how long have you been running this? And Tom's like, I don't know how long we've been here. And Ron's just like 10 hours. And then, 
of course the power goes out so that's actually two blackouts in a row in two episodes in the the last episode harvest festival we got obviously the whole uh harvest festival blacked out because of the transformers and then here we get Tom's tent blackout and a dead van. So uh, the group is now all together. They're just like arguing about what they should do since they have no power and no transportation. Surprisingly, though, Jerry is the one who speaks up and says there's a bed and breakfast down the street and he's just going to go there. All right. So they walked. They walked from this forest to the bed and breakfast that was down the street. All of this is in Pawnee. And all of them, I'm guessing, have cell phones. So basically, I'm just kind of call it like, it's funny. Like, this is like a good part that happens when they get to the bed and breakfast. But like, it doesn't make sense to me that it's just like, oh, we have to walk there. Why the fuck couldn't they just call cabs or anyone? Jerry could have called his wife. April could have called her parents. Hey, can you come pick me or us up and just drive us home again? They're still in Pawnee. They're not like in another state. So it makes no sense to me that it's like this night was ruined and we have to go stay at a bed and breakfast. They could have all just gone home, even if it was like midnight or whatever. Still doesn't matter. Like or walked home. Andy walked there. I mean, he was two miles away, but he still, you know, got Chris ran there. He lives in. Pa yeah. So it doesn't make any sense to me that they stay at this bed and breakfast. You know, come on. You guys have to agree with me. It makes no sense. Uh, but we do go over the, to the bed and breakfast. And like I said, it is funny. So I'm glad it's here, but like we could have gotten here a different, I don't know. It, it does, doesn't make any sense that they're here, but, uh, the bread and breakfast is called burden. The bed and breakfast is called the quiet corn, which is, uh, owned by, uh, this crotchety old woman named Elsa clack clack. So it's so like a, seems, sounds like a strong name clack. Um, everyone goes to their rooms. Tom and Ben are sharing a room where, uh, apparently a lot of sex happened because Ben sees like Elsa Clack. She put a, there's a journal that like people are encouraged to write down like their experiences, how much fun they had. And like Tom's lying on the bed at this point, And Ben's just like, Oh, my husband, my, you know, like my husband or whatever. And I had a great three nights here of bliss. Like we didn't leave there. It's like, so they realize like these people just fucked like all over the room. Ben's like, no, nah! I'm like throws the thing. Tom jumps out of the bed, of course. Uh, so then uh, April, we see her getting to her room, which she's sharing with Donna. She's annoyed, of course, uh, because she's here. But then you start or you can hear Andy outside the window. He's uh, got his guitar and he's playing for her and uh, he finally made it. Yay! So uh, he also salvaged the tent and some rose petals to like spell out her name halfway, which is really funny because it says like April. Actually, it says April, but like I think he used like wood chips or something to to finish the rest of it because he didn't obviously he didn't have enough rose petals to to do it again. Uh, and then he actually uh, he tells her, which is funny. He's like, I'm also kind of half drunk because I uh, had to drink the champagne, you know, to stay alive, <laughs> like for his journey or like for hydration. I think he says. All right, so now uh, we're with Ann and Chris uh, at the restaurant. They are both in new outfits, okay? So this, again, doesn't make any sense to me. How did Ann get home to change? Like, I mean, I guess maybe they could have called a cab, but Chris ran there, so he didn't have a car. So it's, it's like there's a lot, like there's too much going on. Let's just say that there's like the camping, and then it's like in the last five minutes of the episode, they throw in the bed and breakfast, and then Chris and Ann having dinner, so it's like, Wow, it's like a very like loaded 
end of the episode that where a lot of it doesn't make sense. There's a lot of plot holes. But anyway, uh, they talk, they start talking and Chris keeps sending mixed signals like I was talking about before. So Anne goes in for another kiss to which he pulls back and he's like, oh no. And then she embarrassingly says, oh no. Uh, and then they just like, there's a talking head of her and she's just like, I have to move, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna leave the country. Bye everyone. She doesn't leave, obviously, but it's it's just but that again, he's the signals and the ways he's talking. It's just like, how could you not like how could that not be what you're implying? Uh, back at the quiet corn, Leslie looks like a crazy person to try. <laughs> she's trying to come up with ideas and she's listening to the song uh, Steal My Sunshine by the band Len. If you don't remember Len you're probably like most people in the world. I guess they are still a group. It's like, I, I never, I, I remember this song because I remember the music video for it on MTV. And the song sucks, like in my opinion. But it's funny because Leslie's listening to this song because she's comparing herself to them because they're one hit wonders. And I, as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I know, yes, she's right because this is the only song I know. But I was looking them up just to make sure that it was the right group. And yeah, I, I guess it says is, and they're still a group apparently. So they, they haven't called it quits. I don't know what they're doing, but anyway, uh, Ron assures her though, that it's not the end of the world and you know, they're going to be fine. He then tricks her. Actually, he says, he's got a great plan. He's just like, you know what? Yep. Come with me, come with me. And she's kind of like, excited a little bit like, and also curious what's going on. And she's like, well, what are you talking about, Ron? But then immediately he's just like, well, well I, uh, my idea is in this room here and you can see her face changes. Like she's like, wait a minute, what do you do? And then he just shoves her into this room and he tells her, he's like, I'm not letting you out of this room until you get some rest. And it's funny because there's a transom above the door. A transom is just like a window. So she hops, she like climbs up on a chair or whatever. We can't see inside the room. We just see her face in this window and she starts kind of tapping it. Ron's like, I already checked it. It's painted shut. There's no way you're getting out. And then you just hear like, like a bunch of cats. I didn't mention that before. This lady's got like cats everywhere. So Leslie's just like, oh my God. And she looks at, she's like, there's like 50 cats in here. It's, it's awesome. All right. So the next morning we're at city hall. This is a great scene. Ron, Ben and Chris are just like kind of sitting around. Ron's actually whittling something. Ben's, I think Ben's pacing actually. And Chris is just sitting at his desk and he's like, so uh, where's Leslie? Should we reschedule? And Ron's like, nah, don't worry about it. She'll be here. So all of a sudden she comes walking in just like guns blazing and she just starts like rifling off great ideas. She's like, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll turn this into an observatory. We can set up telescopes. We can use the money from this and da, da, da. or, and she's just got like a bunch of them. So she just starts like going through all these ideas and Chris and Ron or sorry, Chris and uh, Ben are just like, oh my God, they're like amazed. And Ron just like, he smiles and he's like, I'll see you boys later, you know, because he knows he's like, I told you, he's like, you had absolutely nothing to worry about. To actually to them and to Leslie, um, come to think of it. And of course, she doesn't let anyone down. All right. So we get to the tag of the episode and no joke, one of my favorite, if not my favorite tags. I, I can say, I think in all honesty, that I've never commented like my favorite tag. I've said my favorite cold open many times, my favorite scene, my favorite quote, all this stuff. But I don't think I've ever said my favorite tag. So in this one, uh, we go back to the quiet corn. Jerry is sitting down. He's holding a cat 
and he's listening to Elsa Clack play the harpsichord. So she's just sitting at, which is, a, it's like a piano, but it's like more of, yeah, it has like kind of like a more stringier, like harpy noise. Uh, and Ben is like in the room too. He's sitting down. She's playing it very peacefully. Jerry's really enjoying himself. You know, he's like petting this cat and Ben's like, all right, I think I've had enough. So he, he's trying to, he gets up and he's trying to not be rude though. He's not trying to like make, like cause any commotion, but he gets up and the, the door's locked and he's trying to get out of this room and he can't. So he sits back down. And then, like I said, it takes a really dark turn. So just listen to this whole thing. Like, obviously it's going to start with her playing the music and then Ben says something. <laughs> she died like 20 minutes after that <laughs> right i mean it's just like were you really expecting that like not saying that like like dark i guess but yeah this is like pretty morbid i think it's like yeah she died 20 minutes later reminds me of that episode of malcolm in the middle the one when the family went to the water park uh, when they got in the fight with all the clowns, I think it was a water park or it was like a th an action park, whatever. I think they were playing with like batting cage. Oh, either way, the episode where they went, the family went somewhere, but Dewey couldn't come with, and it wasn't really explained why. Like, I don't know if they just couldn't afford it or if he was like too little to go, but he has to stay with uh, the babysitter and it's B. Arthur. And she's like super shitty the whole time, but then they finally like start getting along at the end and they're like having a great time and they're like, yeah, they're like dancing around, singing, like baking and everything. And then it immediately just like cuts to an ambulance door closing and this woman died and they're just taking her away and like Dewey and then he's just like outside waving bye to the ambulance because he has no idea what the fuck just happened. Oh my God. That's a great show too. Um, Malcolm in the middle, obviously everyone knows that one. Uh, what are we doing here? Uh, oh, IMDB. This episode was a 7.9. I guess I agree with that. I man, to be honest, I don't even know if I go that high with it. This episode is is fine. I think there's a lot of confusion. You know, again, these aren't that like there's still funny scenes, but like I just think there's there's a lot rushed into the end of this episode. It reminds me of like the last third of uh, the Dark Knight, where all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, let's throw Harvey Two Face in there just for the hell of it." You literally for the last like 45 minutes, it's like. Are they like really focusing on this guy now? And it, I, it's still a great movie, but still, you're just like, why didn't they just give him like, eh, anyway. Um, my final thoughts. Um, like I said, it's not bad. A lot of plot holes. Um, Rod no longer likes being outside with Jerry. Again, that just kind of was like, eh, it didn't really sit right with me just because it's not like it's been like a, a super long time. But yeah, I just assumed the two of them being next to each other wouldn't be that big a problem, even though I guess Jerry is being annoying, but I have no reason to believe he wouldn't be the same person he was back then when Ron liked hanging out with him. Um, the whole bed and breakfast thing just made no sense. Go the fuck home. Why do you have to stay at a bed and breakfast when you're probably like closer to your homes than you are to this bed and breakfast? Uh, I do like that Chris is back. Absolutely. Uh, we get a great tag. Um, no one really shines in this episode, I don't think. I just, like, Leslie, I think, is supposed to because, like, she's the focal point. But I, th I don't know. I guess every, I don't know. Yeah, there's just nothing special about this episode. Oh, it was fine. It's another good Parks and Rec episode, but, you know, nothing to write home about. 
But on that note, that's going to wrap up this episode. If you'd like to contact the show, citizendepawnee at gmail.com is how you can do that. You can also like and follow on Instagram at citizendepawnee podcast and at Parks Rec Memes. Next week, I'm going to be covering Season 3, Episode 9, Andy and April's Fancy Party. Folks, you are not going to want to miss that one. We meet Oren. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, thank you for listening to Citizens of Pawnee, a Parks and Recreation podcast. My name is Brian, and I'll see you next week. When Andy quit drinking beer, he lost 50 pounds. And it's amazing how convenient this was with the timing of Jurassic World and Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs>